You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 234. What are you doing to keep your church safe? You know, you don't have to listen to the news very long to hear about the upswing in attacks on churches. And, you know, we often think of worst-case scenario for an active shooter, and we've seen a number of those, but really it's not even just that. Churches are soft targets. Very often, uh, in fact, I'd say the the majority of violence um, that takes place at churches is the result of domestic violence. Um, domestic violence spillover it takes place several times. I've seen that in our church where we've dealt with domestic violence situations, thankfully not to the point of bloodshed, but it does happen. Um, you also see so many other situations where churches are targeted. They're targeted um, for thefts, for burglaries. Uh, in some cases, they're targeted for armed robberies. They're targeted for arson. Uh, churches are soft targets. In fact, I think the trend that we're beginning to see is you're going to see fewer fewer schools targeted because by and large in most communities, uh, law enforcement and school officials have figured out uh, ways to, to make schools much more difficult to get into. But churches, just by their very nature, are soft targets. Um, on Sunday mornings, even sometimes during the week, they're open, they're accessible, it's easy for people to get in and out. So it's definitely something to look at. And also as we're looking at this, one of the trends that, that we've seen over and over again is not only are the churches themselves targeted, but in many cases the pastors are targeted. Um, you know, what some of the, 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 the reports that we've seen show is that Maybe the pastor is known for taking a vocal stance against whatever particular issue that this person um, you know, disagrees with them about, so they come in and target the pastor. In many other cases, as we've mentioned, uh, domestic violence, um, the estranged spouse may see the husband as, as an enemy. Maybe um, he, you know, he has been you know, in the process of counseling the significant other, and uh, the estranged spouse or significant other may see the pastor as, as being responsible for the, the breakup of that relationship. So um, in many cases, pastors are targeted. And so really the question comes back to, to um, uh, it's worth discussing, is what are we doing to keep our church safe? What is your plan? Do you have a team what are you going to do to keep the people in your church safe? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you, um, we're going to start off this episode. Um, we'll actually be doing several episodes talking about church safety and church security. 
Um, I'm going to give you several thoughts, um, several general things that some churches are doing to protect their churches. And, uh, and then in the next several episodes, we'll break it down a little bit further. But before we do that, I want to let you know this episode of Leading, is, Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, When the Future Ended. The Future Ended is volume one of the Zombie Terror War series. Imagine what would happen if Islamic terrorists were able to develop a biological weapon that not only killed, but also brought back the victims to where now they are functioning, um, for lack of a better term, as zombies, and now they've become weaponized themselves. Imagine what that would do. Well, that's kind of what I did. I imagined that, and I wrote a a series of books about it. It's an exciting series. Um, So much of the action is drawn from my law enforcement career, obviously not the zombies, but but so much of the 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 stuff that's in the books, the 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 action series is is really pulled from my law enforcement career. And so uh, so I thought it would be fascinating to take this this idea and play with it and create a story. So there's 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 plenty of thrills, there's plenty of action, there's a little bit of romance, um, some laughs, and I know you'll really enjoy the series. Listen to one of my one of my readers just sent me. He just sent me this. Um, by Facebook Messenger. He said, David, I just wanted to tell you that I absolutely loved when the future ended. He said, I'm not much of a reader, but I couldn't put your book down. I was up until 1 a.m. Saturday morning and almost 2 a.m. Sunday morning. I finished it last night. The way you describe the characters, I could almost visualize their faces whenever I read their name. Not to mention the military uh, police officer lingo. Just phenomenal. So listen, check it out. There's a link in the show notes. If you like good, fast-moving fiction, I encourage you to check out the Zombie Terror War series and the first book, When the Future Ended. Well, all right, we're back. So... We're asking the question, what are you doing to keep your church safe? Well, I want to look at five things that, and really most churches, pretty much every church, will fall into one of these five categories on what they're doing to keep their church safe. Number one is do nothing and hope for the best. Sadly, too many churches in America... This is kind of their mindset. Well, God will take care of us. Um, You know, we don't really need to do anything. But that's a faulty mindset. You know, we all keep a spare tire in our car. We all have insurance. Um, We all prepare for worst-case scenario. Well, why shouldn't we do that in the house of God? And, you know, it's interesting to me because I've talked to people who go to these kinds of churches where they've expressed... Um, you know, some concern to the pastor that they need to have a safety plan, they need to have a security plan, and they've kind of been uh, brushed aside. But, you know, in reality, what happens is people within the church, uh, maybe they're, they're civilians who are licensed to carry their, their pistol concealed, or maybe they're former military or law enforcement or even current law enforcement, they have a plan. Maybe even some people in the church have talked about what they would do if something were to happen. So there is something going on in most churches. 
but obviously every church doesn't have this. Uh, so many places in America, carrying a pistol concealed is difficult. Um, the church might not have any law enforcement or military people. And so now you're back to work to square one. Um, you know, we just do nothing and hope for the best. And this really, I think, is um, terribly irresponsible because as pastors and leaders, we are called to protect the flock. You know, in those churches, there's probably procedures in place to make sure the children are protected. In those churches, there's probably procedures in place to make sure that those who work with children have background checks. Um, you know, this is pretty much standard operating procedure for most churches. Well, why wouldn't we take some steps to make sure that our churches are safe from predators? So if, if this is what your church is doing, I, I really encourage you. Have a heart-to-heart talk with a pastor. Let him hear this podcast. Um, send me an email. I can refer you plenty of resources um, to, to maybe open their eyes and show them what's out there. And let them see the need to um, begin doing something to protect the flock. Number two. So number one is we do nothing. Number two is some churches hire uniformed security guards. And, you know, these are, 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 are they're not police officers. These are security guards. And, and your uniformed security guards provide some measure of uh, security presence inside our church and inside our church services. Um, they're definitely better than nothing, but in probably 90, maybe even 99% of the cases, most, most of the time they're unarmed. Um, armed security guards are a totally different animal. So if you were to call a security company and say, hey, listen, I want some security guards to, to come and, and you know stand in our, our lobby on Sunday or to protect our parking lot, um, it, it's nine times out of ten, it's going to be an unarmed security guard. So what are you actually getting for your money? Well, you're getting somebody in a uniform standing in your parking lot or in your lobby or wherever you station them. So definitely better than nothing. The problem is they don't have arrest powers and they're not armed. So if something, again, worst case scenario, if something bad were to happen, they're, they're really not going to be able to do a whole lot. So, so that this is, is really, again, better than nothing, but uh, always, always, always the one that I try and steer people away from because it's just, I think we end up spending more money um, and, and, and end up being disappointed with what we actually get. Um, you know, armed, civilian security guards, unarmed security guards, they're good people. Um, and in some, you know, w- when you see them in particular roles that they function in in office buildings and other settings, um, they do a great job. I'm just not so sure that in a church they're going to serve us like we, need, like we need them to. Number three, and this is a, this is a good one, hire a uniformed police officer. So many churches have started doing this, and especially big churches. Uh, many bigger churches will hire uniformed police officers to help direct traffic, uh, to help people get in and out of the church. Uh, but, you know, also churches are going even beyond this, and they're hiring a, a police officer to stand in the lobby to, uh, to accompany the offerings. Um, they really, this is a great way to go, because think about what you're getting. You're getting a uniformed police officer 
um, with arrest powers, and they're armed. So they're trained, they're armed, they're um, uh, you know going to be probably uh, much more uh, much more well trained than civilian security officers. So there's this is a really good way to go if you can afford it. They tend to be you know fairly pricey depending on where you're at, maybe thirty five to fifty dollars an hour. Um, but definitely worth every penny of it if you can afford it. And, you know, these guys are great if you, and especially if you, you know, have somebody, maybe even a police officer that attends your church. If you're going to hire somebody anyway, hire them, pay them the money and just tell them exactly what you want. You want somebody who's maybe going to help with traffic if you need that. He's going to drive around the parking lot. He's going to walk through the building. Because that uniform presence, that marked police car, is going to do so much to deter people with bad intentions. So using a uniform police officer is a great way to go. And then the, the number four um, is, and this is, this is kind of what we've done and what I'd, I'd say probably the majority of churches are doing throughout America, is they're developing a safety and security ministry from within. Um, in this case, you're using people that are members of your church and you're, you're developing them, you're training them, and they are becoming the security team for your house of worship. Now, obviously, the benefits here are these are people who are bought in. Um, like I tell my team, we're not just protecting our church, we're protecting our own families. And so this is a, uh, these are people who are, who are definitely committed to what you're doing. Um, obviously, with these folks, you're not paying them, they're volunteers. Um, now the question becomes, are they armed or are they unarmed? And that's going to you know, depend on your own local laws. That's also going to depend on you know, your own, um, what you choose to do as a church. In, in most churches that, that I work with and, and discuss, discuss this with, um, these are armed civilians. Uh, in some cases, it's, it's a combination of armed civilians and off-duty police officers who attend that church. So, I mean, what a great mix. Now, we're going to talk about in later episodes how to develop your team, how to pick the right people, because obviously this is not a ministry that you want to just take anybody on. Um, there have been people who have tried to get on the, the, the team at our church that um, I really didn't think would be a good fit, and I've had to kind of um, you know turn away. But when you've got the right people and you develop a team from within, this is a great win for your church, because um, I mean, look, it's great to hire a police officer, but if he's, you know, a hired gun, he's not going to have the culture of your house of worship. Um, he might not be smiling on a Sunday morning. Um, even if you ask him to, that may just may not be his personality, and he's not going to be that welcoming uh, presence that a member of your church will be. Even if, and then that's why I said if you've got a, a police officer who's a member of your church, Man, I always recommend hiring them because he has the heart of your particular church. He's going to know people. He's going to be smiling. He's going to be friendly. And so it's always better when you're working with people from within your church. So just a quick recap, and then I've got one more thing to share with you. We talked about, number one, churches, so many churches, do nothing and hope for the best. Number two, some churches still hire uniformed security guards. Number three, 
hire a uh, uniform police officer, a local police officer, an off-duty police officer to come and, 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 and work at your church during the times that you need them. This is a great way to go. But I really think number four is the best way to go is develop a safety team from within using civilians. And again, we'll be developing this more in the next few episodes. But I want to give you number five because number five is is what we have found at our church to be a wonderful um, way to go, a really good success. Like I said, we have an internal team that we've developed from within, church members. Um, We've got two uh, police officers on our team. I'm a, a retired police officer. Um, We've got a military person, but everybody else is a civilian who has a carry license, a concealed carry license. And so we've had training, we have ongoing training, but what we typically do is we use a combination of our own team and a uniformed police officer. Now, we don't do this every Sunday, but when we have big events... When we have special special things, um, we hire one, two, three uniformed police officers to come and supplement. Um, when we have a big event, something like we're having an event in a, in a couple of months that will be a, a big outreach to the community. Um, last year, we had 1,600 people from our community show up and we're in our parking lot for this Halloween event. And... Um, 1,600 people. And so our our safety team was out there. We had one or two police officers out there. Um, we're actually going to bump it up this year. We'll have more of our team and then uh, you know, maybe another police officer or two. But w- what we find is having the police officers there along with our people is a great mix. And so we've, we, we do this on a regular basis, not every Sunday. Most Sundays it's our team. Um, protecting the church, but when we have big, big events or we're, we're anticipating bigger than normal crowds, we'll also bring in a uniformed police officer. So this is a great, great way to go. So I'm going to stop here. I'm going to, um, as always, ask you to, uh, you know, questions, comments, whatever. If I've missed something, let me know. Um, go to davidspell.com. Uh, leave your question or comment there, or you can shoot me an email, david at davidspell.com. That's a great way to stay in touch. But while you're at davidspell.com, make sure you sign up to get my my free newsletter. It's a, it's a great way for us to stay in touch, and uh, and I'll send you ongoing information about what's going on with uh, with with our own ministry, my wife and I's missionary ministry. So. Listen, uh, make sure you check into the next few episodes. We're going to be talking more and more about church safety and church security. But these are a few things if you're if you're considering starting some type of safety ministry in your church, these this will give you a few things to think about, and we'll we'll build on that next week. Thanks for being with me, and until next time, continue to guard the flock. Mm-hmm.